entertaining and informative radio for the Sunshine State. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kirk. At the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. Hi, this is Tim Del Toro. And I'm Lou Angel Wolf, and we are the Grease Gurus. Our show is broadcast every Saturday morning live at WTAN 10 Talk Radio 1340. That's 10 o'clock every Saturday morning for an automotive forum that is flavored with humor and insight. We encourage you to call in and be part of the Grease Gurus show. We'd love to have you, and we will certainly help you find your inner grease. This show is sponsored by Tim's Performance Service Center and beautiful Tarpon Springs at 906 Verona Place. And you can reach us personally at 727-543-1601. Aha. You may be owed some money. After 911 and 411, call 541. That's 727-541-1741. Call Gulfstream Motorsports for a diminished value report. Due to my 28 years experience in the auto salvage business, I'm very good with wrecks. So if your car's been involved in a wreck, call me for a diminished value report. Call 727-541-1741. You may be owed some money for the lost value of your repaired vehicle. And visit us at GulfstreamMotorsports.com. My name's Roger. Sir, may I be of some help? That's funny. My name's Roger. Two Rogers don't make a riot. <laughs> Roger, I have a problem. Yes. I've been in L.A. for three months now. I have money. I have taste. But I'm not on anybody's A-list, and Saturday night is the loneliest night of the week for me. Oh, a Ferrari would certainly change that. Perhaps. Hmm. But, you know, this is the one. Yes. Yes, yes. I saw three of these parked outside the local Starbucks this morning, which tells me only one thing. There's too many self-indulgent wieners in this city with too much bloody money. Now, if I was driving a 1967 275 GTB 4 cam... You would not be a self-indulgent wiener, sir. You would be a connoisseur. Precisely. Champagne would fall from the heavens, doors would open, velvet ropes would part. I don't have one here. However, I... You have one in the warehouse. Superb. What else do you have in the warehouse? There's a really big show tonight. A really big show tonight. Yes, sir, we've really got a spectacle for you this time. Hello, this is the annoying Jay Leno, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Okay, listeners, hey, welcome. You are tuned in to Nostalgic Video and Cars. I'm your show's Robert, and we're live from Monterey, California, at the kickoff event called Concourse on the Ave. Yes, sir, ladies and gentlemen, there are some amazing cars. If you listen to the beginning clip and you heard him talking a little bit about the Ferrari, 
375 GTB, well, guess what? They're all over the place down here. Right now, I'm walking down Mission Street and uh, towards Ocean Drive, and I'm walking past a row of BMWs. There's a uh, some early 70s three-liter cars here, some stick shifts, some automatics, some sunroofs. There's a BMW Isetta here. This is Monterey Car Week. This is a week-long event. It starts Tuesday, and the uh, very first event is called Car Tours on the Ave. It's put on by our good friend Doug Friedman. We're going to have a representative from Concourse on the Ave come on our show here a little bit later. And basically, this is an open car show with Concourse-quality cars lining up downtown Ocean Avenue, which runs right downtown through Carmel all the way down to the beach. And uh, there's just absolutely some amazing cars here, super, super, super quality cars. What's interesting this year is typically there's a lot of European sports and foreign cars. Well, this year they've got a good mix of those cars as well. There's a lot of Porsches here. There's a lot of Ferraris here. There's a lot of Jaguars here, there's Austin Healy's here, MGB's here, MGTDs, TDs, TFs, TCs, Morgans, BMWs, like I said earlier, just some incredible cars, Lancias, Alfa Romeos, Isos, just a whole slew of cars. So if you're really into foreign exotics, particularly big 60s cars, there's a lot of them here. So anyway, as I meander down the road, I'm on Ocean Avenue right now, and uh, too bad I don't have a camera because these cars are absolutely incredible. And uh, down there is a car. There's a really nice E-Type coupe. Uh, first year for the E-Type was 1961, and they're basically the full light-covered cars, and they built those cars from 1961 to 1967. And uh, they've been through 73, 74, but their original E-Types are the early car, 61 to 67. Beautiful car. Right beside that's a uh, 320S. That's a four-door sedan with the E-type motor in it, a five-speed, excuse me, four-speed. And uh, this one has a converted five-speed in it. And uh, beautiful, beautiful car. It's kind of a sport GT sedan, kind of a gentleman sedan kind of car. Really, really, really nice. The, one of the more unique cars that I see that's walking around here, kind of caught my attention, was this uh, Iso Griffo. Iso Griffo is an Italian-built car with a Chevrolet motor. Some had uh, Italian, they were Italian-bodied cars. They were built by ESO. ESO is famous because ESO is the company that originally built the Isetta. And uh, so it's a relatively impressive car. And uh, the very first one that rolled off the assembly line was in the early 60s. It was called an ESO Revolta. Then they came out with a sportier car that was designed by Hilbin uh, Bizzeri. I'm not exactly sure. And uh, they came out with, uh, they ran Corvette running gear in them, basically, but they were beautifully designed Italian bodies. And uh, just absolutely incredible cars. And then the later ESO, Griffos, which they built from 67 through, I believe, 72 or 73, had Ford engines in them. So basically, you know, if they had a deal with an arrangement with uh, General Motors, they had an arrangement with Ford, they had an arrangement with Chrysler. That's pretty much what uh, what they used in there. It's like the Pantera is probably the most notable car that most people are familiar with. Time-bodied car designed by Ghia. The original car that it came out was the uh, Detomaso Mangusta, which had a Ford 302 motor in it. And then later the uh, Mangusta, uh, the uh, Pantera, which had the um, 351 Cleveland motor in it. And uh, what made those cars kind of unique is the fact that they looked like exotic Italian cars, which they truly were, but they had the reliability of American drive lines. So some were powered by Chevrolet, some were powered by Ford. Uh, there was a company in uh, Switzerland that built some cars, a number of cars that were basically, I think the name was, they were called Monteverdi's. And Monteverdi's actually had 
um, Chrysler engines in them. There was a company out of England that built some hybrid cars, if you want to use the term hybrid, and they were called Jensen's. And they made Jensen interceptors both in hardtop and coupe forms, and they had Chrysler engines in them. So they use a variety of engine power plants. The cars are highly desirable right now. Some of them are very, very expensive. Some of them are reasonably priced and still affordable. So if you want a really, really nice Italian exotic car, but the reliability of a good old American muscle car, you definitely want to look into a uh, Mangusta, an ESO, a uh, Monteverdi, a Jensen, and uh, other cars of that nature. Now, well, on that note, on that note, on that note, well, no, that I should probably uh, mention that you can. Follow the Monterey Adventure on Facebook at Nostalgic Radio and Cars, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube at NRC on Air, at Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and Instagram being at Gulfstream Motorsports. And yes, actually, it will be here to time to take a break here shortly. Okay, so I'm sure you got something really cool and wicked on the turntable. Um, like I mentioned before, typically this is a European exotic car. You'll have vintage, uh, heavy American classics like Steubenberg, Auburns, Packards, Cords, Cadillacs, Lincolns, things of that nature. But this year, for some strange reason, we have an awful lot of good old American late 50s, early 60s iron. One of the cars that caught my attention is this 1963 Galaxy. It's a, a 63 Galaxy, what they call a 63 and a half car with a factory 427 and uh, it ran stock. It's got NHRA uh, decals on it. It had a four and a quarter horse, so they say. 427 dual quad engine in it. Uh, one of Ford's Secret weapons, I might add. This one here, it comes in uh, any color you want as long as it's white, red interior. It's got basically, uh, it's what they call a lightweight. And now I'm not sure if this one has aluminum front end on There's a gentleman over here. How you doing, sir? What's your name? John Hagstrom, and how are you? John Hagstrom, you're alive on Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We're a live radio show out of Clearwater, Florida. So tell us a little bit about your 63 Galaxy. This is a 63 Galaxy. It was raced by Les Ritchie's nephew, who just won with a 64 lightweight. It's rare because it's a high-rise, and he had it in 64 as a boy with a high-riser. It's got fiberglass doors, plexiglass windows, and it goes like, wow, as it says Satan's pace, so it goes like H-E-L-L. Okay, so the devil went down to Georgia, and the devil went down to get himself a Ford and got beat by a Ford, so that's a pretty good thing. No, he bought a Chevrolet and lost. He bought, that, that's <laughs> even better. That makes sense, because I'm a Ford guy, so he just uh, won my heart. Yeah. So what else can you tell me about the car? The car uh, has traveled across the United States many times. I just bought it nine months ago. Again, it's got 4,500 miles and a quarter mile each time. And it does it in about 11 seconds. And with the tires on it, you can get it down to nine or ten. And um, it's a part of American history. As I said, it's a lightweight, no insulation, the lightweight frame in it. And it's about four to 600 pounds less with the doors and stuff and the aluminum transmission than a standard Galaxy. I'll tell you what, you get a beautiful car, and uh, I wish you the best of luck with it. Did you win any awards with it this year? I work here, so I can't win awards. Oh, <laughs> conflict of interest. Okay. But, you know, I won an award because the car is here. Everybody gets enjoyed. I just had a young Chinese girl sit in that car, and I'm talking about 10 or 12, and in her whole life, and how many Chinese people sat in a lightweight Ford? It's a very rare uh, opportunity. I yeah, and it, it but, passes it on. Okay. Well, John, thank you very much for tuning thank in much. and hanging out with us here at Nostalgic Radio and Cars. And, uh, Bobby, we're going to go to break. You got some music turned around on that yeah. turntable over there? Yeah, how about hey, some... Hey, little Cobra. 
Oh man! Yeah. Oh, hey, little October. Yeah, we don't have that one queued up, but we probably got. We'll play that the next. I'll make, time. I'll make that the next time. Right. Yeah, I'll make, we'll make that, that up for the next time. Yeah. John, you got an amazing car here. I think this car is really stunning. You're right. It's a piece of history. You know, it comes here. I guess it's still called Wimbledon White. Is that Wimbledon White? Wimbledon White, Wimbledon White with the torque thrust wheels and the graphics on it and the 427 motor, the lightweight, the van seats. Are the fenders, are these aluminum bumpers in this car? They're aluminum bumpers and aluminum brackets and fiberglass. And what's really rare about this car, it's one of the 14 that had fiberglass doors. Okay. Very rare. All right. Well, thank you very much, John. Thank you. We'll be in touch. Stay and in touch. Again, Say hello to Tampa. I used to fly in and out of there with Air Florida. I was a pilot with them. Well, super. Thank you very much. How about that? Almost a native. All right, Robbie, go ahead and uh, cue up some music, and uh, we'll walk around some more, and we'll talk to some more people, and we'll bring some real interesting stories here from uh, Monterey on Ocean Avenue at, uh, at Carmel on the Ave. Sounds good. This is Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Here's the doors. Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kirk. 
at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. Looking for car shows? Then look no further than flacarshows.com. On your computer or on your mobile device, flacarshows.com is a comprehensive list of automotive events plus videos and news articles. Whether you're looking for car shows, cruise-ins, meetups, automotive festivals, cars and coffees, or anything else relating to an internal combustion engine, then this is a site for you. Check it out online or on your phone at flacarshows.com. You maybe owed some money. After 911 and 411, call 541. That's 727-541-1741. Call Gulfstream Motorsports for a diminished value report. Due to my 28 years experience in the auto salvage business, I'm very good with wrecks. So if your car's been involved in a wreck, call me for a diminished value report. Call 727-541-1741. You maybe owed some money for the lost value of your repaired vehicle. And visit us at GulfstreamMotorsports.com. And I believe we have Dodie on the line. Dodie, are you there? I am here. I'm trying to push this car away, but I'm listening to your show. Well, Dodie, welcome back to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. You've become in a, uh, a fixture on our radio show. We'd love to have you. Um, I stopped by your shop on the way in here to Carmel. I'm over here on Ocean Avenue right now at the concourse. But I did want to invite you to come on the show a little bit and tell us about some of the treasures you got. Now, for all you listeners, Dodie's, if you ever watch uh, Wayne Carini's TV show, Wayne Carini has a tendency to uh, pop into Carmel like everybody else does. And then what he does is he makes his first stop at Dodie's. Well, we do that, too, because Dodie's got some of the coolest cars and coolest classic and antique car parts stashed away. So if you really, really get friendly with a guy, and uh, and you become really good friends, he might show you some of his very, very rare private stash. So uh, anyway, but if you tune into Wayne Carini, you'll see him on there, and a lot of times Wayne will come by to Dodie's, pick up a car, and then take it over to our good friend uh, Alan Gapress, uh Lemon, Concourse to Lemon show. But anyway, so uh, Dodie, tell us a little bit about what you got down there, because I noticed you had some Porsches, you had some Datsuns, you had a Challenger convertible, you had a TR6, you had a Mercedes SL, and a whole bunch of parts laying around. So uh, give, us, uh, give us a little rundown of what all you got. Well, uh, this year we're trying to be a little bit different. So we have uh, uh, a 280SL, uh, 230SL, uh, Carrera 911. Um, we have a car, really, which is really the most special car we have right now, the Challenger, 1971 Challenger with 39,000 miles. It's a beauty. It's a convertible. Um, we, um, we, we have a car. Small cars, but uh, we keep going. Well, that's what, what we could do. Okay. And I know she had a couple of Heelys there today. That was unusual. It's the first time I've seen Austin Heelys laying around. It looked like you had like an early 106 there, and you had like a uh, 3000 series. Tell us about those. I have a 58 Heely and a, and a last year 60-something uh, 60 or, uh, or the last year of the Heely they made. Yes, I do have two Heelys, yes. Yeah. Okay, good. And then I noticed that you had, uh, well, you've always got a fair share of Volkswagens floating around there, so uh, that's always good. And uh, the same so tell us the VW buses, and we have buses. Yes. So really, that's our specialty. So that's what we try to uh, uh, we try to stick for what we like, and mostly VWs. Yes, we we still love bugs. So I have 
I have a beautiful 66 uh, bug and I have a 62 bug. Um, we have a couple of convertibles. Um, uh, yes, uh, indeed. Uh, we like to go back to the old days. Like to go back to the old days, yes. Now, Dodi, I hear a rumor that you've got a whole bunch of other cars that you won't tell anybody about, but you got them stashed in the hills around the uh, Monterey Peninsula. Do you want to share with us about some of the cars you got uh, hidden away? I tell you, this is only for me. Uh, I do have a crew cab, cab uh, VWs, but they are major projects. So if, if you have an idea, who could, he has bigger eyes than what, do we, what, do, than what do we have, uh, please bring him over. Okay. Now, Dodi, if people want to find out about your uh, store, your shop, and your amazing collection of cars that you have for sale, how do they go about doing it? Well, I'm sorry, my well, my website is very well, but um, normally I like to. Um, I mean, they could call me in person, and I answer most of my phone, uh, and um, or they could talk to the shop or email me uh, at jody411 at yahoo.com. Now, Jody, how you've been kind of like a fixture here in the Monterey Peninsula, particularly during the Monterey Car Week. How long have you been in business over there at that location, which is really easy to find because you're right off Del Monte Boulevard, right when you come in off the uh, off the interstate. I've been in business for 25 years in this location. I, um, I haven't moved anywhere else. I keep going back and forth down the street, but I've been the same in Domani Avenue most of my uh, time on old cars. Okay, very good. Give us a list of some of the celebrities that walk in and out of your store all the time and and uh, and, and and look through your, your rare treasures. You know, um, besides, besides Wayne Carini and me. <laughs> you are the celebrity. And, uh, I love to see you here, and uh, thank you for coming today to the shop, and it means a lot to me, and I uh, and I appreciate you having me at your show. But uh, I think uh, every car, uh, every uh, uh, buddy in the classic cars, we love them all. Uh, either they have money or they don't have money. We just love the way they keep the old school going on. Yeah, well, that's good, and you're a true enthusiast. Oh, yeah, by the way, every once in a while you get some motorcycles down there. Do you have any vintage motorcycles this year? Uh, this year, not that many, but um, I'm not really into motorcycles very uh, big time. I don't know much about them, so I'm I'm mostly in cars, yes. I, but once in a while I have friends ask me to leave the bike here because they know they're valuable and, then, and the, he knows the history, but I'm not specialized in, in bikes. Okay. Well, I know you got a great selection of cars. And, Dodie, again, I want to thank you for coming on the radio show here today. And uh, I already went through some of your parts stuff over there. I laid a, uh, a little Porsche 356 emblem on your desk. I left it with your son. I'll probably come back by and pick that up. And I'm going to come by and look at some of the other parts because you got all kinds of hoods, doors, steering wheels, motors, emblems, trinklets, mirrors. you got just uh, all kinds of stuff. So if anybody out there is listening and you're in Monterey, uh, be sure and stop by Dodie's and check out uh, I his cool little shop and, his, and, and all the little goodies he's got laying around. Great. Thank you for having me on the show. Thank you so much for your show. All right. Take care, Dodie. Appreciate it. And we'll see you a little bit later. We'll see you a couple times during the week because we'll make our rounds. Thank you very much, Dodie. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Take care. Okay. Bobby, I'm over here, and uh, as I'm walking down uh, Ocean Avenue, I'm standing in the row where there's a bunch of really cool cars. Now, one of the cars that's really caught my attention is this stunning 1960 Dodge over here that's beautiful, these two-door hardtop cars with the fins. And I have to give Chrysler a lot of credit, Chrysler, Dodge, Plymouth. I mean, they designed some amazing cars. This is uh, one of the top of the line. I think it's what they call a Phoenix or something like that. Right beside us, a beautiful 58 Ford, Fairlane convertible, stunning car, two-toned white. 
with, uh, I'm going to say it's kind of a coral color, white interior. But a color that kind of got my attention here is this 1940 Willys Gasser. Now, you guys all know that I'm a drag race guy, and I like going fast, and, you know, nothing uh, gets me going more than a good old hot ride. Well, this is a uh, really tricked out and cool car because this car has some race history, and I'm standing here next to Rob. Rob, tell us a little bit about uh, Welcome to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Tell us a little bit about the uh, Gasser you got here today. Thanks. Uh, this is the uh, 1967 version of the Googie's uh, A-Gas car that ran out of Phoenix. It was a uh, an A-Gas Willys uh, powered by an L88 Chevy, made it to a push-button 727 Torque Flight Chrysler Trans. And uh, what we did is we found this car in um, in basically uh, bare condition, uh, no powertrain in it, but the body was still intact and chassis still the same as it was in 67. And we just did a full restoration on the car, bringing it right back to the... Uh, to the, to the way the car looked when it went down the track in 67 and set records. Interesting. Now, you mentioned that it had a 727, so that instead of a turbo 400, you got a 727. That's a Chrysler transmission behind that wrap motor. Yeah, that's right. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a B&M adapter, and I, I believe B&M only made a handful of adapters, and that was probably one of the hardest parts to find on, on this build. So once we found that adapter, we were able to uh, really make the car very accurate. So it's got a push-button uh, activated uh, torque flight Chrysler trans. Okay, and what kind of rear ends underneath the thing? Let me guess, a classic 9-inch or is it an Oldsmobile under it or something like that? Yeah, it's an old. It's, a, it's an all-chromed uh, 57 old. It was chromed back in the 60s, and that's still the chrome that's on it now. Okay, what kind of times does this car turn? Uh, well, it's set records at 1020, but it's been it's been under 10. Um, but uh, the, the record that it did set, uh, the official record was for 1020, and that was in 1967. Now, in, in terms of the gas, or like, how much of the car did you try to keep as close to period correct and original as possible? Uh, everything. We, we we went really as far as we could, as far as uh, accuracy. Uh, even the engine is number matching uh, L88. State codes are correct. Uh, paint pattern is correct. Everything that we could do to to keep this car as accurate uh, as it was. Um, we did. We, the only additions that you'll find on this car is we did add a secondary fuel tank, so it can go further than just a quarter mile. Uh, we put a glass windshield in it so the car could be driven on the street. We also adapted front brakes to the spindle mount wheels and um, and a dual master cylinder. And uh, beyond that, the car is pretty much race ready. Okay. And then as far as safety equipment, did you update the car to uh, contemporary safety, um, um, let's say, uh, requirements? No, not at all. Uh, so the car really isn't intended to be raced anymore. I mean, it's already done its thing, and now it's just a, a representation of how it looked. If you wanted to race this car now, uh, you'd at least have to put modern tires on it, a better roll cage, a more complete roll cage, better better restraint system. Um, but really, the suspension is antiquated. I mean, these cars weren't known for safety back in the 60s. And, you know, looking back now, we, we said those guys were maniacs. If you were to strap yourself into this car now, I think that uh, you're pretty much just asking for trouble. So, yeah, the car could go down the track. Is it the best idea? I'm not so sure about that. Okay. Now, what would be a typical, uh, if somebody was building a straight axle gasser back in the day in the 60s? Now, most guys, my guys that did Falcons and Mustangs and Comets and stuff, they generally used, uh, let's say, like a 40 kind of line front end underneath that straight axle. So what would you used on this? This is a built straight axle, and it uses uh, uh, Willie's spindles. So the, uh, the, the, the uh, axle ends and, and spindles are Willie's pieces uh, with, with, a, uh, with a tube axle welded in the center. So pretty much everything's period correct on this car? Yes, yeah, everything is period correct on it, yeah. Well, super. Now, has this car been featured in any magazines or anything like that? Uh, no, we just finished it. This is the first time the car's out, 
And uh, so we brought it here from New Jersey. Uh, my shop is Ida Automotive in New Jersey, and so we uh, we built a car for a collector from uh, South Carolina, and we just got the car done, shipped out here, so this will be the first time. Uh, it has been photographed, but it hasn't appeared anywhere yet. Super. Well, I'll tell you what, Rob, I want to thank you guys for bringing this car out here. It's called Googies. Yeah, Googies was uh, the, uh, the the driver of the car. His name was Guggensberg, Gil Guggensberg, uh, and his family owned a string of coffee shops in the Phoenix area uh, called Googies. So they sponsored the car, and that's uh, that's what it says on the door. Well, Rob, thank you much for bringing the car out. And uh, you have a website. Do people want to find out more about you and some of the stuff you do? Yes, uh, go to robidaconcepts.com, and Instagram is rob underscore Ida. Well, Rob, thank you much for bringing this car out. Thank you very much for hanging out with us here at Nostalgic Video Cars. Best of luck today. Hope you win an award. Thanks, Rob. Thank you. Take care. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it's just uh, absolutely incredible, some of the cars that are here. And, I, you know, typically I focus on a lot of the foreign cars that are here, but uh, this year I think I'm going to do some of the American cars. Here's another car that's kind of interesting. There's a really neat-looking 63 Ford Fairlane here that's kind of uh, sitting there kind of like a road race car. It's got pipes coming out in front of the uh, dog legs. It's got a set of American torque thrust in it. It's got a roll bar. It's caged. It's uh, kind of converted to a kind of a lightweight car. Pretty, pretty nice little piece here, the way they did this thing. And, uh, yeah, it looks like something that they may have ran in a, a local race, let's say, somewhere around, oh, I don't know, maybe a short track or something like that, maybe a little road race, kind of, uh, you know, like a small course someplace like that. doesn't look like it was something that would have really gone very fast on a big uh, big road course or anything like that. But the idea, I think, is, is to build kind of a clone. Um, I'm walking down the main drag here, and one of the cars that catches everybody's attention, because it's right in the middle of the street here, is this beautiful 1962 Ferrari 250 GT competition, if I can say it right in time, competizione or something like that. Competizione. And the silver car, it's got the wide 7-inch Ferrari wire wheels on it, red leather interior, absolutely stunning car, beautiful Nardi on it, six Webers. And I know Alan's listening, so Alan, yeah, this is a Colombo motor. This is a car that you would probably go, yeah, I think I'll take that and trade on my Volvo. No big deal. You know, we'll fix it up. Anyway, that's a beautiful car. Um, going down one of the side streets over here, there's a slew of vintage Porsches, vintage Alfa Romeos. There's also the Group 44 GTP car that raced at Le Mans back in, or Le Mans and Daytona and Sebring back in the 80s. That car's here. Uh, there's a van here. Well, I shouldn't say a van. It was a van. It was a 40 Conline. Actually, not a van. 40 Conline pickup. And uh, what's interesting about this is they kind of whacked a little bit. It's a uh, Amsoil promotional car, and it's got four... Not one, not two, not three, but four Hemi motors in them. Now, the valve covers kind of resemble a uh, Boss 429, and as I'm reading the back here, it says Amsoil, uh, special thanks to Amsoil, Holly Carburetors, Mickey Toms, Speedmaster, Gates Belts, Motion Systems, Shop Performance Wheels, Frank's Auto Body, and so on and so on and so on. And this is a 40 con line. Let's see what it has here for a motor, front end steering. Some of it's Corvette, some of it's Chevrolet, driveline. Ah, here we go, the motor. All aluminum Ford, 4.6 modular. Okay, so there's a 32-valve. Little mini Boss 429, little mini Hemi motors. Another car that's absolutely incredible is this beautiful 1955 Chevrolet. Sir, is this your car? Yes. Would you like to talk about it? We're live on the radio show. We're out of Clearwater, Florida. We're called Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We do live remotes here from uh, Monterey every year. Here's a little card. Tell me a little bit about your 55 Chevy, because this is a pretty stunning-looking car, and what really caught my eye is the way you got the tires stuffed underneath those rear quarters. What's your name again? My name is Ron Corradini, and 
This car took over three years to put in this condition, to build like this. It won today, first in class. Wow. Um, it has a blown-injected uh, 572 cubic inch that's in board and stroke besides. Um, puts out about 1,100 horsepower. I've tubbed the rear end, so it has 16-inch uh, wide tires on the back. Um, it goes really fast. goes really fast. Okay, that's good. It came from the factory with air conditioning, power seats, power windows, power steering, power brakes. That's the way it was from the factory. Now, I put new power steering and new power brakes and, and uh, new air conditioning system in, but that's the way it came, and, and, and power windows and electric seats. That's I mean, the Lux option. This, that's like yeah. Cadillac options back in the day. Yeah, so this was one of the few Bel Air's 55 Chevys that uh, had everything, and it's nice. It's, uh, it's a great car to drive, and I drive this car. That's, that's even better. What, color, what was the original color on the car? It was kind of a bluish color. It was so beat up you couldn't tell, but it was bluish, and uh, it's right now it's, it's a PPG water-based for California paint right off the shelf, um, candy Cabernet red, and the reason it's so dark is it was put over black as the undercoat. Oh, wow. Well, I'll tell you what, it definitely stands out. Congratulations on your award, and thank you very much for sharing your story a little bit about your 55 here, because this is really a beautiful car. This definitely is an award-winning car. Thank you very much. All right, good luck. We'll be on. You can check out the radio show, because we're out live, and there's a podcast. Thank you very much. Yes, i got to tell you guys, this is definitely show quality. This is almost a SEMA-quality car here. Pretty impressive piece, and... uh you know, with this paint job that's on this car and the trim on it and the detail, it's very, 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 very clean. And I'll uh, tell you what, the big fat tires underneath the back of this thing really looks bad. Now, there's a 56 Nomad sitting right beside it. I actually saw this car about three, four years ago, and the gentleman that owns the car, I think, has talked to some other people, but I might get a chance. I might talk to him because I told him years ago I would interview him. Uh, the car that you just heard go by is a 1955 or 56 Porsche a series car and uh it's going up to get an award and right beside that car is a 1967 or 68 i'm gonna say 67 ferrari 330 gts s standing for spider and uh so but uh the place is packed the streets are crowded lots and lots and lots of people over here everybody having a good time and you know what the best part about it is they're pretty much all automotive enthusiasts car enthusiasts well, the other gentleman's talking over there with his uh, 55 Nomad, or 57, 56 Nomad. I'm over here on the other side of the street because basically what it is is you've got a street that goes one direction and a street that goes the other direction. So they basically go east-west, and then you have an island in the middle. So you've got cars lined down one side of the street and cars lined down the other. If you get a chance, Google Monterey, Collector Car Week, Google Concourse on the app. You can find out where we're at and what we're doing. And uh, you know what? You might be able to see some aerials and some pictures and all kinds of stuff. In fact, if you check out our website, you'll see pictures. But anyway, here's a couple of unusual cars you don't see very often. I've never seen them here before, but there's a Citroen. It's a French car. Air Ride, by the way. SM. Now, that was a SM stands for, um, I think, special. Alan's probably listening, so he'll call in and tell us. But I think it has to do with, uh, originally it was M stands for Maserati, S stands for either Sport or Super. So a Citroen SM is a Sport slash Super Maserati. Very, very interesting car. Um, these cars actually were very, very rare back in the day. They came with automatics, but mostly were stick shifts. I think they were five speeds, but they got a little six-cylinder Maserati engine in them, air ride, gorgeous. 
Uh, one of the first ones I saw that was actually featured in the film was in uh, The Longest Yard that uh, Burt Reynolds appeared in. He actually drove one of those cars and actually drove it off into the drink. Right beside it is a Citroen DS series car. These are basically four-door cars that they uh, were like their sedans. They were like comparable to a full-size Mercedes or full-size BMW or a full-size Opel in Europe at the time. And they built these cars in the late 50s all throughout the uh, early 70s. So they made them like a DS series. I think there's a 19, a 20, and a 21. And, uh, again, they're air-ride suspension cars. The, what's interesting about these cars, you could actually take one wheel off this car, set the suspension, and drive around on three wheels without have, without with not having a problem. Pretty amazing car. In fact, on the DS21s, the inside headlight turns with the suspension. So if the car turns right, the two inner lights turn right and they kind of go around the corner with you. Pretty cool stuff. I'm walking down here, and I'm only like a block away from the awards, so you can hear our good friend Ed Justice and... Uh, Donald Osborne, and I think Alan DeCadenay was there earlier, all former guests, alumni that have been on Nostalgic Radio Cars. There's an awards presentation here. Uh, over here on the left, I think they have a nice selection of hot rods here this year. So there's a 32 Ford Classic, 32 Roadster, beautiful car. I believe this car was a magazine feature car. And then there's a 33 or 34 Ford, 34, judging by the license plate, because it says 34. 33 and 34 look a lot alike. 32 is a one-year-only car, and that's just, well, that's like your classic hot rod. And of course, if you've ever heard the term high boy, that's generally the car that they use. So, you know, no fenders, no nothing. It's just kind of sitting up in the back with big fat tires and wheels on it, and it was just a roadster, and it was lean, mean, and very fast. Also, there's a moonshine car here. There's a 40 Ford here that was a moonshine car. It was also a feature car. I believe the car is from uh, either Georgia or North Carolina, someplace like that. Beautiful car. Bobby, how are we doing on time? We are doing pretty good. Okay. Um, so shall we? Time for our, our, our last guest. Well, I think we should uh, hear the song that your uh, guest uh, requested, and then okay. we'll uh, get your uh, final guest on for the him? afternoon. Yeah, because uh, one of the things that they're doing, in fact, I think I might walk down the side street, and uh, I'm almost down to the, there's a number, of, you could call them a square, it's an intersection, but um, at any rate... I'm going to walk down here and go around the corner because there's a couple of really cool cars down here. One car in particular, which you know I'm a big fan of, and that's a 6667 Ford 427 AC Cobra. So, at any rate, I'm going to walk around the corner. I'm going to take a look at that. And you never know. There might be somebody standing there that might know a little something about it, might want to share some stories about it because that's uh, kind of what this is all about. Well, that and, sounds uh, good. So, that sound good? Yeah, okay. you do that, and uh, we'll hear Hey Little Cobra here on Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Hey Little Cobra, all right. Hey. I hung a big ship and I got to high, and when I flew by the stingray, I waved bye-bye. Spring Little Cobra, get ready to strike. Spring Little Cobra, with all of your might. Spring Little Cobra, get ready to strike. You 
guys that uh, works in conjunction with uh, Doug Friedman here at uh, helping to arrange and present this amazing event here, Concourse on the Ave. So, uh, Tom, welcome to Nostalgia Creating Cars. How are you doing there, buddy? I'm doing great. There, uh, we just found out who the best of show was or is, and it's the Tour de France Ferrari. Oh, the TDF. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. Well, rightfully so. That's a beautiful car. I, I agree with you uh, wholeheartedly. Now, you and I had an opportunity to talk a little bit earlier. You're actually a big Shelby guy. So you have a 66 Shelby, and I've had a few of those over the years. So we have a lot in common. I bought mine in 1969. It cost me $2,400. And uh, my dad got mad at me because he bought my mom a 67 for only $2,700. So he says, what sold her car for? Have you ever, has that happened to you? No, no, I haven't been that fortunate, though. Uh, but I did pay $2,500 for my car in 1975, which I still have, my 69 Shelby. With, that's that's what they were worth? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's too bad. But uh, you know what? They made up for it now because here in 2017, <laughs> you know, like your car's worth, Oh, I don't know, hundred fifty, two hundred thousand dollars. So that's a pretty good return on your investment, wouldn't you say? Uh, my dad doesn't criticize me on that. He doesn't criticize you on that anymore. Okay. Hey, I'm standing down the side street here in front of the hotel, and uh, this beautiful gold Ferrari 330 GTC yeah. just went down past me. Now that won an award. What that won an award for? Uh, that was for the Ferrari Cup. So what we did this year is. Uh, in the past, people could figure out what was best of show because it was sneakily the last car in line. So mm -hmm. we decided to spice it up a little bit. And so okay. we put, uh, two, two Ferraris there just just for one, like a class and then best of show. So it created a little bit of tension because they're both beautiful, beautiful cars. And, uh, Interesting. And it seemed to work. So they've still got the Tour de France up at the uh, at the ramp, and everybody's getting their picture taken, and then it'll come down right past you uh, in mm -hmm. a little bit, and you'll get a in front of the... look at it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Now I'll tell you what, I've been coming here for years and years and years and years and years, and I got to give you guys a lot of credit for doing this show. And Doug Friedman has put a lot of effort into this thing, and every year it's just like he, you know, he it's it seems like it's almost impossible to outdo himself. Well, I'll tell you what caught me by surprise this year. This year you have a lot of good old '50s, '60s American iron here. I was impressed by the number of, let's say, Shelby's that are here. In fact, there's a 67 Shelby and a 67 Cobra right around the corner from me. The 65, or the 65 Shelby that's up at the other end, the guys that used to work with Carroll Shelby, uh, the 427 Fords, the, the Thunderbolt and the, and the 63 Galaxy Lightweight, the Dodges, the Challengers, the uh, Cadillacs that are here, the Woodies that are here, the Corvettes that are here, the Avantis that's here, 
I mean, you got a pretty amazing selection of uh, American cars here. How did that all come about, and what what brought that here for a change? Did you guys decide that let's uh, let's just go for a little variety and mix it up a bit? We would like we would like even more uh, like the Galaxy 500 and those, but those tend to be owned by uh, people in the Midwest, and they mm-hmm. travel as well as, as here. So we've kind of picked. Uh, as much as we've found, we 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 find the cars wherever we can, and uh, and they're local, more local. And it's hard to find those cars. They're, the collectors of those cars are mostly in the Midwest, and they, it's hard for them to get out here. But so, okay. um, this particular uh, Concorde was originally designed to be post-war cars. So mm-hmm. all the other stuff around here is either Mark or it's uh, pre-war cars. Uh, and there was really, we thought there was an underappreciation of the post-war cars. And so our uh, emphasis was to get uh, post-war cars, the Corvettes, the, uh, the Shelbys. Uh, you saw the Fraser Nash. You, you, there's a, yes, a and the Nash Healy. You're talking about the Nash Healy? Beautiful car. Healy, yeah, yeah. And, and that's what we want to see because you don't see those very often. Well, you had hot rods. I was just interviewing a guy a few minutes ago. He had a 1940 Willys. There's a 40 Ford yeah. coupe here, a moonshine car. There's a 32 Ford Roadster. There's a uh, 34 Ford uh, three-window or five-window sitting around the corner. I mean, some pretty eclectic stuff this year, stuff that you don't see all the time, and in amazing condition. Yeah, well, they, they really uh, polished them up for this show. Um it, so it's it's really great to see uh, the American cars come out, and, uh, and it's a good place to see them. So, can you share a little uh, little insight as to uh, how you're going to outdo yourself next year? We don't know. What happens is that somebody walks around here and says, "I've got something that'll work really well in here," and then in December um, they contact Doug. And Doug gets the information, gets a photograph of the car, gets a history of the car, and uh, and then he sits together and figures it out. So uh, it's really pretty simple. There, There is a rule that you cannot return five years after you've shown. So, and, and i got to tell you, a lot of guys have more than one car. Well, that's true. Now, I'm standing next to this 427 Cobra, and this guy standing next to me looks kind of familiar, and he's a friend of mine. He's been on my show before, and I think you'll recognize the name. I think his name was John Martin. Yeah, that's my name. <laughs> and John, didn't you used to do, I think you used to do something with Carol Shelby for a while there? You started out years ago? Yeah, I did. I I, I went from janitor to driver. <laughs> but, yeah, in uh, the first 427 that was ever raced, I raced it. But it was a 289 chassis that they hot rodded just to see what would happen. And what happened was it blew up. It blew up. Okay. Well, wait, wait. That wasn't the uh, the flip the flip top car, was it? No, that was the one before that. That's one ten miles. Okay. Thought it would be a good idea to put a 427 in the 289 chassis, and I went to Sebring with it and ran it into a tree, and then it was so messed up they let me drive the rest of the race. How about that? But you went on to a very, very prosperous career with BRE Racing and Peter Brock, so you know you're uh, you're a very successful and and uh, legend in your own right. Well, I had a good period with Peter, but I wouldn't call it 
What was the word you used? Legendary. No, lucrative. Oh, I didn't use that word. I said successful. Successful. No, you said lucrative. Did I, I said, yeah. Did I say lucrative? And it, it was successful, but it wasn't very lucrative. But it was good. And no, I'm I'm kidding. It was a wonderful period of my racing life. Well, uh, it's good to see you again. And I noticed you're standing over here looking at this 427 Cobra. So obviously, this brings back a lot of memories to you, right? It does. You know, all these Shelby cars do well. Not the Mustangs as much, but all the Cobras really have a special place in my in my memory. Now, are you going to be doing uh, any racing over at the uh, Rolex reunion this weekend? Because I know you're an avid vintage racer as well. Well, I'm racing the Datsun 240Z that is uh, parts of the car that I won two national championships with and that just won an award here for, won the Laguna Seca Award. Um, so I really should be standing by that, not this Cobra, but, uh, yeah, I am racing that. I raced it last week and I'm racing it this week. Well, super. Well, we wish you the best of luck and I'll probably see you at the racetrack. Good. I hope to, I hope to see you out there. All right. Good to see you, John. That was John Morton, legendary race car driver with, uh, Carol Shelby and BRE Racing. Tom, you still with us? Yeah, Tom. Uh, the, uh, the the TDF has just pulled up the Tour de France. What an amazing car down here! This beautiful, beautiful car. You know, Tom. One thing you got to admit: you just never know who's walking around here on concourse on the Ave. I mean, I saw Alan DeCadenay walking around. I saw a number of people that I know that uh, are you know legendary race car drivers that have been around here. Yeah, some famous, some not so famous. It's just, but just people that have a lot of history with these cars. That's what makes this event so special, isn't it? Oh yeah, you turn around and bump into Alan Decadney. So it's uh, uh, and John Morton being here with his cars. I mean, what a great photo op, great story, um, and and that's why we're here, because we just. That's why we're here. Now, you know, and the other thing that's the best part about this event, it's open to the public, and where else can you see an amazing array of cars in an amazing setting right here in Carmel, in downtown Carmel, and also so close to the racetrack? Because this Monterey Collector Car Week is an amazing event, and the fact that you guys teamed up together and came up with this great event here, this kickoff party, so to speak, if you will, here, the concourse on the app. You know, my hat's off to you guys, and we sure appreciate you guys doing this, and we look forward to you guys doing it every year and participating every year. Absolutely. Thank you very much for coming here. We really appreciate it. Well, John, we're just about, or Tom, we're just about up uh, against the clock here, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to let you go. But real quick, since you're still here on the phone, why don't you give out the uh, information so if people want to find out a little bit about um, Concourse on the Ave, how can they go about finding out more about it there's a website uh carmel concour or concour on the avenue and uh, it explains it has entry uh forms and has past photographs it was here in the past and uh we'd love to see people that uh have a great car that uh want to participate in one of the great events during car week and uh everybody has had a great great time and uh, now people have to start. They're starting to leave. So you'll probably hear some motors starting here. But uh, That's exactly. Yeah, it's getting a little chaotic. There's a lot of traffic now. Everybody's trying to get out. That's. But you know what? It's a great event. And like you said, and it doesn't matter where you're from. You know, if you got a really, really, really nice car, submit your car to Concourse on the Ave. They'll let you know where, you know, your car is, uh, you know, 
fits the profile or the or the uh, qualifications that they that they the expectations I should say right and it doesn't matter whether the car is in Maine or whether it's in Europe the car is welcome here correct it is welcome here we had cars from Mexico here wonderful super all right Tom will you take care I'll see you around I'll be around all weekend long I'm sure you'll be around all weekend long well, and uh, again thank you very much for coming on uh, nostalgic Rating cars and hanging out with us for a bit. Thank you very much. Enjoy the week. Bye-bye. Okay, take care. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, race fans, sports car fans, sports fans, car guys, that just about wraps it up. Bobby, how are we doing on time there, buddy? Uh, we got a little, just over two minutes. So uh, Just over two minutes? Uh, well, there's not enough time follow. to... Go uh, ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, sorry. No, I was just going to say, go ahead and uh, follow Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube... And all those at Nostalgic Radio and Cars at NRC on Air, Instagram at Gulfstream Motorsports. Go ahead. Right. Now, the other thing I was going to tell you real quick is another really unusual car to sit in here. If you remember the movie Herbie, where there's a Apollo here, okay? And that is a car that was hand-built here in the United States, and I believe it used an American motor. No, I can take that back. I think it was built in Europe. It's an Italian-bodied car, but it was sent to the United States and basically has a... I'm guessing a Buick motor in it or something like that. And uh, I'm trying to look on the late side here. Carrosseria, I am. I'm not exactly who built the car, but very, very rare car. They only made something like 50 or 60 of these cars. And uh, it's a very, very unique car. It's got Barani wire wheels, beautiful car, outstanding piece. And this is probably the last car that I'm going to have a chance to talk about. There's uh, Blake Godby from Vintage Motorsports. Blake, why don't you say hi real quick because we're getting ready to sign out. Hello. All right, tell everybody about Vintage Motorsport real quick. Uh, Vintage Motorsports, Sarasota, Florida, right? Yep. All right, that's the website. If you want to see some classic cars. In the meantime, I think we're just about out. So I want to thank everybody for tuning in to Nostalgia Getting Cars. Don't forget to check out our radio show every Tuesday between 7 and 8 p.m. on the Tantalk Radio Network. In the meantime, we'll see you at some of the car shows. Stay safe, drive carefully, and love your family. But there's a fella in there who'll pay you $10 if you sing into his can. Downtown Dave. I'm not here to make a record, you dumb cracker. It broadcast me out on the radio. WTAN, Clearwater. FM 106.1. WCF, Dade City, Tampa Bay. WZHR, Zephyr Hills. FM 104.3. Listen.